Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia. Each week, we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, we're going to be talking about something that we celebrate every February, but for some reason, only every February. We're talking about Black history. And with us are two amazing returning guests. We have the fantastic, the remarkable, the six <laughs> times on the show. Is this the sixth time? I think it's I promised you guys. Gla- I think I promised you both jackets for this episode, and I, I have. So. I, I haven't been able to deliver because my jacket people are all locked down. Uh, right. but, but we'll work it out. I swear that's not a lie. That's just the pandemic. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so first we have uh monica morris welcome back to the show monica thanks for having me i'm super i'm super excited to be back and i'm also i drink a lot of alcohol in a little amount of time so this is gonna be fun i'm excited <laughs> yeah i've been trying to drink a, a lot of alcohol quickly and i think i'm, I'm running low <laughs> already but you know uh, the point here is is that we have a good time and we we recognize what we know and Definitely. don't know <laughs> <laughs> and our second returning guest, you would probably recognize her as uh, someone who's singing with Monica uh, when trivia used to happen, uh, when bars oh. used to happen, when Pretty life used to happen. Olden, that was the olden days. What are you talking about? Oh, man. It's crazy how only, you know, like uh, 10 months suddenly erases all of the things that we held dear. But you're back. Lynn Teasley. Hello. Welcome back, Lynn. Thank you for having me here. Fair so, all right. I, I, I want to I start... I'm just going to jump into the opening question here because we're, we're talking about black history and, and my, my opening statement is black history is American history. And it is that simple. It is a one-to-one thing because all of American history is predicated on the exploitation of black lives or the, 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 the creation, the uh, innovation, the, the ingenuity of black lives, right? Like we don't have pretty much any of the stuff we have without black people and black history so like american culture is literally black culture like i'm sorry like anything that like we exported to other countries (laughs) american culture is black culture elvis yes ripped off yeah black musicians um Mm -hmm. you have an entire generation of 70s bands that played blues that was ripped off from uh, from slave songs from from you know uh, call and response songs and and yeah and and, and it's it is it's ongoing because everything is just about trying to co-opt the new thing and then absorb it and yeah and that's and that's what we do that's what we do half yeah, of the phrases my, that people say one of my favorite episodes of the podcast 1619 is about how yacht rock is directly linked to um like black culture minstrel shows and like this whole thing and when i first started listening i was like I'm not sure how they're going to get from minstrel shows to michael mcdonald but yeah. they did and it was very well done so highly yeah. recommend yeah, I was gonna say because it's like it's your Michael McDonald's, it's your Joe Cox. It's Michael McDonald's. It's like you know, yeah. There, there is. <laughs> Michael McDonald is a black man. Wait, Ronald McDonald or Michael McDonald? Well, Michael McDonald's from Ferguson, uh, Missouri. So yeah, he probably is a black man. <laughs> <laughs> so so I so here's my question for both of you, and and uh, answer okay. however you'd like. Is one month is like having 
February be Black History Month? Is that adequate? Does that adequately even even begin to hold the torch to the contribution? Not only is it not enough, like it literally is not enough. Why did they choose the shortest month in the fucking year to make it Black History Month? And then they kind of give us, you know, in school and whatever, in media, the same like five black people to talk about. They don't talk about the super. You got Frederick Douglass. You've got uh, uh, the, the- Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. Mark- yeah, Martin Luther King. MLK. Um, Sometimes you get Malcolm X, but he's to be a foil to Martin yeah, Luther King. Yeah, Malcolm X is to he, prove yeah, that like a- King's peaceful message was the right way to go because Malcolm X yeah, was violent. He's like, He's like Malcolm X is presented as like what not to do. Mm-hmm. And then you can't forget George Car- Washington Carver. Yes. Oh, Peanut yes. Butter. yes. Peanut butter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's those not are enough. Five, those are the five black people you get at, during Black History Month. <laughs> and, and and as and as I understood well into until high school, those were the only five black people that ever were. <laughs> that's true. That's who <laughs> sometimes you got Thurgood Marshall if you were like if you were in a progressive school. Nobody, Thurgood Marshall. And I gotta say, nobody talks about Thurgood Marshall enough because how remarkable and amazing a figure he was, and how right. disgusting it was to replace him with Clarence Thomas and, and to and to have and to have invoked at the time that oh, we're giving you another black justice, just like Thurgood. It's yes. like you're not. Yes, it's not just like Thurgood. No, it's not just like him. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> so, so, and then the other question is: it, it, given that I think we all agree that like one month is not adequate, why is it even remotely controversial to say that? I mean, <laughs> you want to feel this one? I mean, short answer I mean, is the, obvious. I mean, short, the, the short answer is like white supremacy, right? Yeah. But the. The the problem the problem is that like we think that we we think of Black history as separate from American history, and also we think that Black history started with slavery, Absolutely. and so and so anything you know, and then also they give us the shortest month because they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the original sin of this country that still continues. Yeah today right the the, yeah. the original sin of racism yeah. and white supremacy as yeah. something that's still that is still today right and so um you know we're lucky we got any month i, I mean, mean but I still some still some states don't like don't celebrate like martin luther king's birthday which is like arizona yeah arizona yeah I don't understand, but well, I do understand, but you know, white supremacy is the best shortest answer you can give. It's just, I think it's, it's what's startling to me. And again, like I'm, I'm a very like progressive minded person, but I look at, I look at the amount of admiration for uh, black artists, black musicians, black athletes that exist in our culture. And it is confounding to me that that just never seems to translate like at no point is somebody going to like uh you know and granted it's it's because of things like hey as long as you shut up and just do do what we want you to do for our entertainment we'll let you be as famous as you want but as soon as Colin Kaepernick takes a knee oh well you're not an athlete anymore now you're something else I mean I think the the Wait, wait, can I say something really quickly? Yeah. I, 
saw something like a meme, I don't know, read something once that said, I wish this country loved black people as much as it loves our culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it boils down to. As long as we're making people laugh, happy, entertained, you know, getting the money by making them, uh, you know, doing sports, whatever, sports betting, you know, all these things. As long as we're doing something and being quiet about it and shutting the fuck up, then that's when they like us. But yeah. or they like our culture. But thinking about actual black people and you know, things that happen to us on a daily basis and things that are true to our culture, you know, the good stuff and the bad stuff. That's, you know, just too much. Yeah, to quote, to quote, uh, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. And you're you're, you're going to have to bleep this or not. Everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. Like, that's the truth. Like, everybody... Like they want, they want the blackness. They want like, they want our swag. They want our cool. They want our culture. But like, and like Chris Rock said, nobody will want to take take places with trade places with me. And I'm rich, right? Yes. Nobody wants to be a black person. But they like as long as we're making them, as long as we're making them comfortable, as long as we're making them laugh, as long as we're doing something for them. Mm-hmm. They love black people. As long as as long as you remain in some form of servitude, great. Mm-hmm. And that because exactly. that's what it is. I mean, ultimately, like if you're performing, you're performing a service. Like you are serving exactly. other people, and and they have the power to say, "Oh, I bought a ticket to your concert, therefore you dance for me this evening." And that's exactly. yeah. And, and don't have anything real to say or anything of substance to say because that makes yeah, you uncomfortable. But that's and that and that and that's the thing that like that like baffles me like white people never have to be uncomfortable and people of color black people indigenous people we have to be uncomfortable on a daily basis yeah. <laughs> like and so yeah. you don't know how to like deal with being uncomfortable and so you're just like no no no, no. we're just gonna we're just gonna we're gonna give this to me give this you know give me your position give me your give me your your thoughts in a way that is palatable to me and also doesn't make me uncomfortable right oh yeah well it's it's really that um if 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 people of color are to convey anything to white people about their experience they have to do so without asking for anything to change absolutely right Mm -hmm. which is which is why uh dozens hundreds of films and 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 songs and everything else like a a lot of hip-hop is about hey you guys keep shooting us and this is fucked up and and white people all through all across the country will will play fuck the police and be like yeah this is great but when it comes down to actually fucking the police they go oh that's too complicated and i don't want to hear no 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 exactly they're like no 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 we we like the song the police, but like if we see you in our neighborhood, we're calling the police. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> call uh, the police. That's call the, the police. Like. Yeah, that should be called call the police. Call, call, call. <laughs> yeah, I like. I do like the idea of like a, a a middle-aged blonde woman wearing a Las Vegas Raiders hat singing that. I think I think we could. I think we could put it together. Oh, um, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> great, great job, both of you, on the opening question. I'm going to give you each two points. <laughs> and let's hop into round number one. So, Monica, I'm going to start. Oh, with you. yes. Okay. Do you have a vague idea 
about Fred Hampton. Oh. Fred Hampton was a member of the Black Panther Party. Um, and was he was he one of the Chicago Seven that got like put on trial for mm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think back, but he was definitely a member of the Black Panther Party. He uh loved black people. <laughs> Listen, I love my black people. No, no lies. No lies. Fred Hampton was part of the was part of the Black Panther Party, and I think he was actually also part of the Chicago Chicago Six or Chicago Seven, who got um, put on trial for the violence incited during the 1964 Democratic Democratic um, National Convention. That's what I think. Okay, Lynn Fred Hampton. So he was a young leader, I believe in Chicago, like Monica said, who was murdered by the United States government thanks to COINTELPRO um, in the FBI. Um, And he was shot in his bed next to his pregnant girlfriend. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that now. When that happened, I really wish he had been able to live because I can only imagine what would have happened if he had been able to grow in like continue on with civil rights and black power because he was amazing like at that age Mm. to have that much power that the government wants to kill you like imagine what he could have done yeah yeah he was he was 21 years old 21 okay i knew he was in his early 20s yeah he was 21 when he i mean he was assassinated our our government killed him because he was rallying people to the black panther party they yeah. had, and they had committed no violence of any kind this is just like just the direct fear of the, mm. the fbi at the time and yeah yeah i mean it's, it's a horrible Feel story because he really was he was remarkable yeah. there, there's an episode of of the podcast the dollop that that goes through his life story mm. and it is it is brilliant i encourage anybody mm. to listen to it because it is it's just like it's just yeah. such a disgusting tragedy to take someone who really mm. was just a, a very charismatic leader of a movement and say, nope, we're just killing you. And that's, and that's why it's sort of, you know, why it's, why it's weird to me that anybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe what happened on January 6th happened. It's like, no, no. I mean, this is just <laughs> civilian versions of shit that have happened for decades in this country. They just that's do cool. whatever they want mm-hmm. and, they, and they crush whatever they want. You know who mm-hmm. wasn't surprised about January 6th? Most black people. Yeah, like, <laughs> and most people of color, like not like most indigenous people, most most like Latinx people who don't identify so strongly with white with whiteness. Yeah. Well, great job on great. Fred What's Hampton. Next? I'm going Thank to give uh, Lynn two points, Monica one point, mm-hmm. and we're going to round number two. <laughs> mm-hmm, she says. <laughs> and Lynn, do you have a vague idea about the Middle Passage? Oh, <laughs> I do. This is how my people got here, as a matter of fact. Um, so the Middle Passage is the whole um, when African people slo- sold their, um, not necessarily their family members, but definitely um, rival tribesmen and you know rival uh, villages. When they would war, they would sell them to the British or the Dutch or whoever it was, the Portuguese. 
And uh, then they would take them to, oh shit, I literally just finished a book about this. Um, they take them and put them on boats and then ship them across the Atlantic Ocean to the United States or what was then like really um, the British colonies. So the Middle Passage is when they would stack people up like cordwood on top of each other and you know, you stayed there for, I want to say 59 days, 60 days, maybe more. I don't remember the exact days, but uh, you pretty much like got little to no food and hope that you made it and didn't get sick. And then you were sold into chattel slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Monica, anything to add? I mean, I think Lynn is right. It's that it's that the Middle Passage is literally the, the route between Africa and wherever the black people were brought into the colonies and it was called that because you know it was like the middle part of like a three-part journey like you know the slavers would come from like you know portugal to like africa and then africa to like the united states and then from the united states to wherever they were be- the slaves were being sold and so our people were put on a were put on a boat um shackled um head to foot and you know luck- you know if you were lucky you made it if you were you know you really if you're really lucky you made it without any injuries or like sores like pissing on yourself shitting on yourself Um, (laughs) not even just yourself on other people too on other people people getting pissed on you pissed on people pissing on you like in a non donald trump sexy way (laughs) what was that even sexy then (laughs) it's an interesting time to drop that to drop that chestnut in there but sure Uh But yeah, it's, it's that it's that passage, you know, it's, a, it's the middle passage. It's like where, you know, people were taken from the, you know, from West Africa and brought to the United States. It's that journey across the Atlantic into the United States. Yeah. So this is, this is that route. It is a triangular route that, that runs mm-hmm. that course. So yeah. So between, so between uh, 1525 and 1859, so two thirds of the, slaves exported to the new world i don't like that wording but i'm reading it came through this passage an estimated 15 percent of africans died which is uh, around two million people who would have died just on the trips that could vary from really one to low. six that months really low. yeah and that low. and that could be low because there are issues of whether the mortality rate was a lot higher you know, because depending on the conditions and you can get all sorts of illnesses on a boat, especially before any sort of, you know, any sort mm-hmm. of medical care. So, yeah, yeah, that is that is how black people were brought to the United States. Exactly. Chains. And uh, yeah, great, great job. I'm going to give you each two points. Yay. <laughs> and hey, now we're going to play our first game. Yay. Oh. <laughs> Real tone shift. Let's go. Yeah. Funny games and middle pass. <laughs> this this game is called Name That Influential Black Woman. All right. So Here's I my have favorite things: black people and women. Black I got, women. I got my four clues. Game. We're gonna bounce back and forth. We're gonna start with Monica. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna okay. read a clue, and you have to tell me who uh, the black woman is I'm alluding to. Okay. So Monica, this mm-hmm. professor and prison reform activist was acquitted of weapons charges in 1971. That would be Dr. Angela Davis. You are correct. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right, Lynn. She was the first Black woman to compete at Wimbledon 
1951. Oh my gosh. I can see her in my head, but I am sad to say I don't know because I I don't know many sports trivia things. Okay. M- Monica, do you know? Um, I see her in my head, but I know <laughs> her name. I was, no. I, okay. I was looking for Althea Gibson. Althea! Black, black yeah. ass name. Well, that black is a ass black ass name. name. <laughs> All right. Uh, Monica, we're back to you. Yes. She was the first black woman astronaut to travel into space in 1992. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know her name. I don't know her name. Lynn, do you know? Yeah. Dr. Mae Jemison. That is correct. Yes! Very good. <laughs> All right. We got one more. Lynn, this is yours. If you okay. can answer this, you will win this game. If, if not, it's going to go back no to Monica. <laughs> okay. She became the first black congresswoman in 1968. Shirley Chisholm, who is one of my personal, personal heroes. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. That is correct. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Shirley Chisholm. And that was Name That Influential Black Woman. Is there going to be music mm-hmm. for that one? Because I feel like there should be game show music for there, that. There, I'll, I'll try to find something. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Okay, let's go Name into round. Name that black woman. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> yes, um, like that. Okay, we're gonna go into round number three. Uh, Monica, do you have a vague mm-hmm. idea about the Freedom Riders? The Freedom Riders were a group of people from the north. Usually, they were black people and white people. Who came down to the South to, um, in order to register Black Southerners to vote. And they, and they came, you know, because they wanted to, like, free Black people from the tyranny of Jim Crow. All right. In the Lynn, 1960s during the Civil Rights Movement. All right. Good. 50s yep. and 60s. Lynn, anything to add? Um, that was pretty thorough. I, uh, I would <laughs> add that... I- Pretty certain that Alice Walker met her uh, like long ex-husband while doing freedom rides. He was a Jewish student and she was a black student who they met each other during men, which I think is kind of cool. I love that idea. So yeah. It's very romantic. To me, Jewish, to men me. Lo- Jewish men love black women. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the Freedom Riders were known for, you know, riding buses together, uh, unsegregated, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. going down to the South and just kind of challenging everything. They were doing the voter registration, but they were also like, we're going to show up and just we're all eating lunch together at the same place and, you know, suck our dicks because we're doing it. What are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to kick all of us out? I mean, it's a very like, it's I the most. I that had been really cool. <laughs> That would have been amazing. <laughs> It's really I mean, even though I have I have no dick, suck my me- metaphorical gigantic mandingo dick. There you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's 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 kind of the most real example of quality allyship is just mm-hmm. hey look, let's all go together and just by existing, we'll be sticking mm-hmm. our middle finger up at this establishment of mm-hmm. white supremacy. It it didn't mean that people were just posting Facebook memes and being like, Hey, I'm doing my part. Yeah. <laughs> It meant like, hey, we're actually, we're going to go and I might get, 
I might get Billy clubbed because I'm going to insist that we all get to eat at this counter together, but we're going to do it. Um, or I don't know if you remember the movie Mississippi Burning, but that movie like, freaked me out when I was in middle school, high school, because it was about freedom writers who um, two white men and a black man, man were murdered because they rode together in a car and were trying to register voters. Like, I can't imagine the kind of psych psychology that goes into wanting to murder people because they're trying to I get can. people. I mean, yes, of course, I can understand people. it. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are right. <laughs> there's there's a there's a terrifying simplicity to the whole thing she's just yeah no that ain't right i'm gonna do what i want to do gross great job one point each and uh now round number four lynn do you have a vague idea about crispus attics um oh man i'm gonna have to reach way back in my memory you know i'm kind of old and nope that was benjamin banneker that i'm thinking of he had something to do i'm pretty certain with the revolutionary war Yep. But I can remember, he wasn't the one who was killed, the first man killed in the Revolutionary War, was he? He was. He was? Oh, Very look good. at that. I, uh, I re- had to reach way back in the recesses, so I'm surprised that worked. Uh, but the first person killed in the Revolutionary War was a Black man. You're welcome, America. Yep. And that is and that is why, that's part of why I said what I said at the top of the show, which is American history is black history. Like there is no, the Revolutionary War starts with the killing of a black man. Uh, Monica, do you, do you have anything you can add about Crispus Attucks? That is the only black person that they talk about during the Revolutionary War, <laughs> period. <laughs> uh, also like, true. Crispus, Crispus Attucks is like the only person, like we, we learned about him. He's the first person that died in the Revolutionary War, uh, and he was a black man, and that's the only thing we know about him. <laughs> and that's yeah. that. And that's that. Yeah. And Chris is a hell of a black name, too. Mm-hmm. He he has been, uh, he was a, a sort of character for abolitionists later uh-huh. in, in, uh, in th- basically in like 1858, Boston area abolitionists were, they, they established Christmas Attic's Day. To commemorate him so there was that but mm. yes i mean it is there's very you know there's that baseline amount of information killed to the boston massacre first american killed in the revolutionary war also black <laughs> he was also black also black though interestingly from everything that i've read nothing published around the time referred to him that way um he, he might have also been uh, had native american blood the question All is black people have native american blood how black people be like very little i was shocked when i got my dna results i thought yeah but like were you told you had native american blood i was turns out it was just this like master (laughs) all black people have all black people have a story about oh yeah i have good hair because i have native american blood in me no not in my case sadly My my conjecture is though that that the reason why his race was omitted from the reports was maybe because it was more functionally valuable to the media at the time to just be like a person got killed at this thing and we don't mm-hmm. want to say we don't want to say that we don't want to say he's an other because that's going to make this seem like not as important. Yeah, and I guess exactly. and, and I guess I'm just I mean I assume that's what it was because I'm just aware enough and also cynical enough to go yeah in Boston in like 1775 if a bunch of people got killed and you were like well the first person person killed was black they'd be like oh well i mean so what <laughs> like yeah ugh. okay hey they great job 
Two points each for Christmas Addicts. And now it's time to play our second game. Get excited. We're going to play Basquiat or not. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to name a painting title. And you need to tell me whether it's a painting by Jean-Michel Basquiat or not. So we'll start with... Did you just say, oh shit? Yeah, because I went to Basquiat like um, exhibit like a few years ago, but we'll see. I'm not an, yes. art, I'm not an art person. This this is probably the hardest thing because I mean, who knows who remembers painting titles? But but we'll see. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so Lynn. Yes. Is Crown a Basquiat or not? It is a Basquiat. That is correct. I know that one. All right, Monica. Mm-hmm. Is Flexible a Basquiat or not? No. I'm sorry. It is. It is what the fuck, yeah. man? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Lynn, how about Riddle Me This, Batman? Is that a Basquiat or not? I don't believe it is. It is. It is actually a it Basquiat. Is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting because there is, it's a faint sort of image of Batman <laughs> in the traditional kind of, uh, you know, wild lined action. Okay, Monica. Okay. Is Goodbye Pork Pie Hat, a Basquiat or not? Yes. I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a jazz song by Charles Mingus. <laughs> Which is... and that's what it was, because I was literally reading about Charles Mingus last night. As <laughs> like, one does. <laughs> so familiar. You know what it was, is I was watching um, this documentary on New York City with Fran Leibovitz, and she was talking about Charles Mingus, and so I Googled Charles Mingus. Was it pretend? And uh, pretend it's a city or pretend they're a city. Pretend, like pretend it's a city, yeah. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen it. What do you think? <laughs> it's boring. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you know who's not boring? Charles Mingus. Fucking great. That's, no, what Charles I... Mingus is actually pretty interesting. He chased yeah. this bitch down Fifth Avenue for like 20 blocks because he was mad at her. And oh, he wow. was like a big he was like a big dude. He was not like a <laughs> and he then afterwards. Alive. Afterwards, they both collapsed on the ground. And he was like, you want to go get something to eat? <laughs> <laughs> I just always liked, anyway. I, I, I liked, uh, the, he's got like original Fabus fables, which like takes a dig at a Southern uh, governor. And, and uh-huh. it's just, it's just really, I mean, when you start going, hey, there was really uh, powerful political music in the 50s. It was Absolutely. there. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, because, because again, like, and this is sort of a problem with the way history is taught to white people in America, but it's like, oh, uh, all of the revolutionary stuff started happening around the Vietnam War, but there was nothing before that because everybody was totally happy and it was fine. It's like, fuck yeah, no, we weren't. Everybody, everybody loved living in servitude. And yeah. yeah. Second class <laughs> I mean, citizenship. Like Betsy Smith and you know, um, oh gosh, she's a lot Mon Rainey and stuff like that. Like that was political in, in its time too. It was just a little more covert than what you're hearing. Well, and we've been we so we've been watching that the history of swear words that's on Netflix. Oh yeah, I have um, to. I have to. And I cannot remember now, but it was on the Dick episode. The they they reference a. Uh, black female like blues singer who all of her music is just like tawdry oh, yeah, ass I posted, shit like i posted a 
video of her. I yeah. posted a video of her on my Facebook. And I was like, and she was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suck your dick until you like <laughs> until you shit. I'm gonna suck your dick until you shit. Yeah, yeah. So, this is like when people tell me, oh, wet ass pussy is so nasty. I can't believe they are so overt about it. I'm like, have you not listened to some of the songs from like the 30s? Because right. like, like such said, a, it was like, such a it was such a nasty song. I was like, and I listened to the whole thing. And I was like, oh, 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 and she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you, and I'm gonna like, she's like, you gonna eat my pussy. I was like, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's the 30s. So you're like, whoa, because of course we all foolishly think. None of these words came around until I was at least like 16. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly <laughs> fuck mm-hmm. appeared and every, whoa. I mean, I used whoa. to, I used to think myopically that way where I was like, oh, cool. I didn't realize, I, I had no idea that like <laughs> fuck was a old word. It seems like it's brand new because it's in movies that are out now. Right. Yeah. yeah. I forget where I saw this, but somebody's like, yeah, don't forget your grandma was fucking too. And I was like, oh, never want to think about that. But yeah. Your, grandma, like, your grandpa, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> um, great, great job on Basquiat or not. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, Lynn, you get the one point. Monica, no points. Uh, Ooh, can I tell you my favorite fact about Jean-Michel Basquiat? Talk about it. He dated Madonna in the 80s, the early 80s, before she got super famous. Oh, yeah. That's, see, and that's the couple that should have existed because the whole Sean Penn thing was a mess. Oh. Who needed that? (laughs) I just, I can't even form the words to say that was not okay. (laughs) No. Um, So now... From the makers of Palm ou Palm de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing. And the only thing that's French about it is the name. <laughs> so here's the question I pose to both of you. Open forum. Just say say whatever you want whenever you're ready. Is Sojourner Truth the most badass name ever or what? Yes. I mean, uh, Sojourner Truth? That is, I was talking about black ass names. Not only is it a black ass name, but it just gives you everything you need to know about the person right there. So amazing. Yeah. Truth and advertising. So Sojourner so, so Truth is like 1000% the best name for a person. Like, and because it also, it also exemplified her life, like searching for truth and like, you know, walking the truth path. And like, am I not a woman? Come on, man. Am I not a woman? Like, that's like listening to that, listening to that speech, like black women still feel that to this day. Like, you know, how people go out of their way to like help white women. But then like, when you see a black woman struggling, you'd be all like, she's got it. She She got it. She can do it. Yeah, she can do it. So Jordan Truth, best name ever. So great. Yeah. I mean, we like... I don't understand why they're, I mean, I do understand why, again, obviously white supremacy, but there should be a superhero named Sojourner Truth that should be based off of her. Like, what a fucking cool superhero. Mm-hmm. She has, a, I mean, I mean, her name, oh, her name says it. Sojourner, that is a badass name. If I had to do it all over again, I'd name myself Sojourner <laughs> or something equally cool. There's still time. Do it. We'll all do it. Well, not all of us. It would be appropriate. Switch, switch, your name, but... switch, switch your name to Sojourner. Sojourner Regolia. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just searching for myself. There you, you gotta, go. You got to be searching for something cool. Right. Like the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, great job. Great job. You're you're each getting an arbitrary 10 points. So enjoy that. <laughs> I do love that game. That makes me so <laughs> 
And we're going to go into the final topic. We're already there. We're already to oh my God. the final topic. I know this has been cuckoo bananas how quickly this has gone. Um, but right now, Lynn, you're, you have 21 points. Monica, you have 19 points. So Monica, it's really important that you raise your game here. You're going to have to bring a lot of information on the next topic. You know how, you know how, you know how, you know how, you know how uh, fucking uh, competitive, uh, competitive <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew I mean, Blackheart if we were all in the same room, I would be terrified. <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> the internet separates us. So it's not nearly as competitive as, as it could be. <laughs> Though you are taking your earrings out, I can see. Um, <laughs> I got some Vaseline. Vaseline. I got some Vaseline going on. Bitch, we ready. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Okay. So, Monica. Yes. Do you have a vague idea about Mm -hmm. Cannonball Adderley? Cannonball Adderley? Cannonball Adderley. shit. I have no fucking clue about Cannonball Adderley. I have never heard that name at all. There's no way either one of us is getting our black card taken. Because <laughs> I'm gonna lose my black card. Like I was like, you don't. You have a big idea about Cannonball Run, and I was like, oh my god, that's a movie with Richard Pryor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cannonball Adderley. I'm going. Listen, I I do know about Cannonball Adderley. Cannonball Adderley was one of the most famous mistral show acts of the 1920s and 30s and like he would allow white people to shoot him out of a cannon Jim Crow, you know, it was all like, I fucking hate black people. Let me shoot you out of the fucking cannon. Okay. Yes, that's can that's cannonball. What anyway. is wrong with you? <laughs> Beat that. Yeah. Uh Lynn, do you have a big idea about cannonball Adderley? <laughs> I I can't even follow that up because it's so ridiculous. And so what is wrong with you, Monica? It was before the it was before the advent of, <laughs> of like canned cheese or like cheese that you can like so otherwise they would throw them in, they would they would they would shoot them into some cheese but because they only had they only had water but like he didn't have a helmet so by the by the end of his life he was just like this like decrepit dude with like you know with like with like lots of like brain damage oh, oh my the, dark, God. the dark tale of cannonball adderley as told by Monica Morris. <laughs> That's real dark. I mean, and we and we talked about the Middle Passage, and we went darker. So, I mean, I guess congratulations to us for that. Oh my god! Lynn, do you want to you want to try to add anything, or are you are you are you popping out? All right. That dance <laughs> and li- literally, Michael makes literally why Michael McDonald is taking it to the streets in my head. In my head, I'm hearing to the streets. 
and the Bee Gees in my head. So, uh, another Bee Gees. Uh, uh, what's their name? Who was, oh, Michael who's, who, who's, who's Michael McDonald with? Oh, the uh, the right, the Everly. Wait, which brothers was no. he in? Uh, <laughs> he was in something. But anyway, <laughs> taking oh, it shit. to the streets. <laughs> Anyway, so there you go. The Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Doobie Brothers. Yes. There we Do go. you think Michael McDonald was in the episode of What's Happening where Rerun tried to record the Doobie Brothers? Was he? I don't know. Because I just remember it was a Doobie Brothers concert, which I could never figure out. But I wonder if Michael McDonald was in that episode. Because Black people love the Doobie Brothers because of Michael McDonald. It's like <laughs> Michael McDonald and Bobby Caldwell, they didn't know that they were, they wouldn't know they were white dudes until they actually went to the concert. They'd be like, oh shit, Michael oh. McDonald is white. And Bobby Caldwell was like, what you won't do, do for you. And they're like, oh my God, is a white dude? She is on a roll tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. It's gonna be, gonna be it's gonna be hard. This is gonna be a hard earned a hard earned win for Monica, but but a win nonetheless. Um Cannonball Adderley. Cannonball Adderley was an American jazz saxophonist from the hard bop era of the fifties and sixties. He's remembered mostly for the nineteen sixty-six single Mercy, Mercy, Mercy. Yeah, but but this al- <laughs> this alternate history where he's just uh, he was launched out of a cannon over and over again until he sustained incredible brain damage. Um, tragic, but honestly, I think the most tragic thing is that it, it tracks with American history. Like nothing about that was implausible. It was obviously made up, but not implausible. I mean, they used to shoot people out of cannons all the time, right? Why not? Why not? Why not let white people shoot black people out of a cannon and, and like you know express their you know the dislike of white people? Of black I feel people. like I feel like you what you proposed was like a a, a county fair event where Cannonball Adderley shows up and everybody just pays a nickel and the kid can walk up and light the fuse on the cannon and that's the whole fucking thing. The attraction yes. is just getting to light that fuse over and over and over again. Yes, exactly. Um, Exactly. Exactly. It's the brain damage. And there's and there's some and there's some just like greasy white guy standing there going like, yeah, people got tired of watching us have horses dive into water. They thought it was inhumane, so we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. People people were protesting the cruelty to the horse, so we just got a nigger in there, (laughs) right? Uh, so so um so great job uh monica i give you you three points for cannibal adderley uh because of the creativity but also because because of the the segue into uh, michael McDonald and doing brothers as well so that means that you have won this week's episode 22 points uh but you 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 had 21 points on that win no, no, listen, 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 it's not my fault that you couldn't follow this. It's not my fault <laughs> that you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't be, you couldn't be, you know, a little bit more creative. So I win. <laughs> what else is there to go with after that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you would follow it up, really. It's like, oh, shooting, <laughs> shooting the literal man out of the cannon. I'm literally, I'm literally, I'm literally surprised that it wasn't about like an actual shooting somebody out of a cannon. Cause like, why would like, how do you like, how do you associate cannonballs with like saxophones? 
Yeah, that was his he, name. Yeah, he his just it's just like that cool him. nickname that people got. His his uh, his Christian name was Julian Edwin Adderley, but no. somebody called him Cannonball. Cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he, perhaps he was a, a hefty gentleman, and when he came rolling down the hall, people wanted to get out of the oh, way. I don't know. Now, now that that might be true. He might he <laughs> might have been a bigger dude who was like shaped like a cannonball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh. He's got that he's got that cannonball physique. We're all chasing. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think, but I think he's more like a catapult. Like catapults, like had bigger like balls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he's a catapult, and they're like catapult ball, catapult Adderley doesn't sound good. So yeah, but can call you cannonball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, a thousand percent makes sense. So, 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 Monica, do you have anything yes. you'd like to plug this week? Anything you'd like people to know about? Not that anything I, is happening. Not that anything is happening. <laughs> I just started uh, a book that I highly recommend. It's called Begin Again by Eddie Glaude Jr. It's about James Baldwin's America and how and the lessons it has for um, our current um, our current situation. So I 100% agree. Um, suggest that. Also. In order to support Black businesses, I think you should check out Hale, H-A-L-E, and Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R. It's uh, a it's a it's a new online business run and operated by a Black woman. So support Black businesses, um, and they have lots of fun, cool, like little quirky things that you can that you can buy, and it's not like too expensive. So those are my two things. Right on, right on. I love Aww, it. I will put I, I will put it. links in the show notes so that anybody listening can easily just tap on their phone and find these things. Uh, also. Eddie Glaude Jr., if you've ever heard him, is Zaddy. I'm 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 sorry. He's <laughs> like he is like an old black man, but you you hear him talk, you're just like, oh, like my nipples just got hard. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so you can't talk about the elders like that. Yeah, oh, I only talk about the elders like that. I tweeted at him that he's Zaddy. <laughs> He didn't respond to that, but some other girl was all like, I know his voice is poetry. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, voice is poetry isn't really makes my nipples hard, but it's close. So I get it. (laughs) Lynn, anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, let's see. I am Halen Foster. So thank you for that plug, Monica. I totally appreciate Mm -hmm. it. And this is like the end of that Iron Man movie. You're outing yourself. I am. Look at me. Although <laughs> I don't know because I don't do the, I don't do comic books anymore now that I'm not married to a comic book nerd. But um, I just finished the book Mediocre by Ijioma Olowu, which is fantastic. And I owe you that book, Monica. Um, it's about white supremacy and the systems of white supremacy within the United States. So totally amazing. And then um, I'm trying to think, oh, I'm really into cults right now. So if you watch not the Nexium cult movie, the seduced. Um, yes, yeah, seduced is the one that I highly recommend. It is fantastic. And kind of falling into like cults are usually about mind control, like bodily control of people, sexual abuse and financial abuse. The way that Keith Raniere got like nabbed by the federalities is so ridiculous that you're like really that's what took him down 
So I highly recommend that. It always watch. seems like it is because... ridiculous, though. Like the endings for oh, these I'll... cult leaders is always something absurd because they just reach a point where like, oh, I can control everything. And it turns out, no, you mm-hmm. can't dipshit. You can only control a very small circle of people. And eventually one of them right. peels off and destroys your ass. So just stop being a shithead. Yes. Maybe. Great. Oh, it's fascinating. I've watched so much on cults that I'm fairly certain I wouldn't fall into one, but I'm pretty sure that I can make one of my own. So watch well, that would for you, 2021. Would you be surprised to find out that a vague idea is a cult and you're part of it? I would be surprised, but <laughs> yeah, also how do I get in on the, you know, the money-making part? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm bad oh, at. I don't make money my, with any my, of the things I do. My, so how do, I get in, how do I get in on the money-making one? I'm like, so where's the sexual exploitation coming in? Like... <laughs> I, I assumed I was the one being exploited the whole time. Great plugs. Uh, thank you both so much for being on. I, I, I so appreciate getting to spend time with you, however scant it is. And hopefully, I feel like last time we had one of these, I said something like, hey, hopefully next time we'll be able to be in the studio. And I'm just going to keep saying that, which at this point is a form of like self-abuse. To just keep going, oh, yeah, things will be different by the next time that we want to do a podcast together. They won't. They'll probably but be But listen, I will be, I will be fully vaccinated at that time. See, I'm excited about this. I mean, eventually, it's like as long as two out of three of us are clear, we're okay. <laughs> like, just roll the dice. Yeah. So, uh, but in any case, yeah, thank you both so much. Again, it's is always such a pleasure. Listeners, thank you thank for listening you. to this show. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it wherever you listen. That really helps us out a lot. Uh, you can also check out our social media. We've got a Facebook page for the entire A Vague Idea podcast network, including Funky Spunk, our Sex in the City podcast, and Roll for Blank, our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So you can find those shows as well. Uh, we also have the A Vague Idea podcast online group thing, which is our special group for this show, where you get to play Pomu Pom to Tear online, among other things, every single week. Real exciting. So yeah, thank you both again. Um, we have all had a vague idea about black history this week. And that's a good thing because the devil is in the detail. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, Shannon Page, and sometimes John Peros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia. So, hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com.